Welcome back to Decoding Crypto. I'm Ed Stott. My co-host is Collective Shift CEO Ben Simpson. Ben is on a mission to tell you that crypto is just not that complicated and you can get on board. And here at Decoding Crypto, we're offering you a little on-ramp. Every week we talk about what's going on in the news. We have simple interviews with high-profile people in the industry talking simple terms that you can understand. And we always do a few explainers too. Ben, how are you this week? I am really good, thanks, Ed. I'm off to the US tomorrow. Uh, I have not packed or thought about it, so we'll figure that out tomorrow. Uh, it's been been a busy week. Lots, lots happening in crypto, as always. Yeah, loads happening in crypto. Um, so the the most shocking headline that I saw this week uh, is that Australians have lost 148 million in crypto to scammers in 2022. This is terrible. I mean, a crazy amount of money here, Ben. Yeah, it's bananas. And that's actually 184, sorry, 148 US dollars. So it's actually 221 Australian million dollars. So it is an absolute... Uh, bucket of cash. And it's actually up 162% on the amount of money lost in scams from the year prior. So this is a report that came out by the AECCC here in Australia. Uh, and yeah, as we know, Ed, just so many people get caught up in these scams. They're, they're becoming very sophisticated, right? And some people are losing their life savings. I've, I've spoken to a lady recently, an 84-year-old that lost her entire crypto stack, $80,000, lost her entire, you know, life savings. She now lives out of literally like a, um, uh, like a shipping container uh, because she trusted someone online to give access to her computer so so he could, you know, reboot it or get rid of a virus and he took all of her money. So, you know, unfortunately for those people that are very trusting and, you know, in crypto, it's it's you've got to be you've got to be really careful that there's not that many people you can trust, especially when you start giving people access to your computer and giving out passwords. Like you just really got to try and figure it out on your own and not give access to those people. Um, we actually have a free resource, Ed, that I want to shout out because we 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 see this all the time. If you head over to Collective Shift and you go under the resources tab, there's a thing called Security Center. And it's mm-hmm. six ways to protect yourself right now. So we go through like a six-step process. This is completely free. You go through and just read up on this because there's so many ways that you can lose your crypto. And, you know, Ed and I are really trying to put out a lot of education, but we can't know all of your personal circumstances. So this is just a really good resource to help you. So go to Collective Shift, Google it, go to the resources and click on Security Center, uh, and it's going to really help you out. Yeah, and that is such a great resource because these scams can be really convincing and it's not, you know, I think people sometimes when they fall for these scams, they get really embarrassed and they feel silly. But, you know, these scams are so convincing and it's not like... Um, you know, they're targeting people who aren't clever or who are somehow vulnerable to this. You know, the, the the report says the typical victim of an investment scam is a man residing in New South Wales, age 65 years or above. You know, so these are people with life experience, you know, businesses and, and who are, you know, 
are pretty au fait with crypto, but they, these scams can be really convincing because as this report has said as well, is that scammers can invest a lot of time building a relationship with victims before they start discussing their own investing accomplishments. And then they kind of guide the victim to invest their funds and help them create an account on a crypto platform. Um, you know, and, and all of this stuff looks super convincing. And if you've bought crypto before, you probably think that it's following a similar pattern to what you've done before. But, you know, you really have to be very careful. And as you say, Ben, like, just don't let anybody near your account. Don't give anybody your seed phrases. You know, the, this kind of thing in the wrong hands is really easy to just, you know, completely be exploited. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, you got to be super careful in this space. So follow those uh, six steps. Don't give out your seed phrase. Don't sign any transactions on your MetaMask that you don't know what you're doing. Don't send your crypto in hope that you're going to get more in return. If it's too good to be true, it usually is. There's some really basic fundamentals you want to follow. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the other one that we've seen this week, Ben, is that the run on from FTX is still knocking people down at the knees. So this week we've seen a big basketball star in the US, Shaquille O'Neal, being served papers in this lawsuit over his role in promoting FTX uh, alongside fellow high profile endorsers like Tom Brady, Larry David, so O'Neill was named as a defendant in the suit filed last November in a Florida federal district court. And it alleges that these celebrities actively participated in FTX's offer and sale of unregistered securities. So they are really copying it from this. And they're not the only celebrities who uh, are talking about the fallout of FTX, right? Yeah, look, in my opinion, this is just a bit of BS, to be fair. Like, just because a celebrity was, in, you know, paid to promote something doesn't make them, uh, you know, uh, you know, doesn't, doesn't group them in the same category as SBF. To think that just because of your affiliation with a company, you know, meant that you had to do full due diligence on a $40 billion company is literally impossible, mm. right? Investors... Investing into this company with billions of dollars didn't know what was going on. So, look, I, I think it's a bit of BS. I think it's just people that have lost their money now going after people to try and get money back. Like, uh, I just think it's a bit of a load of crap, to be honest. But we'll see what happens. We'll go to the courts and see how it plays out. Yeah, and so... Um a lot of the people who were named in the lawsuit last week have filed a motion to dismiss. They've argued that it was FTX and not the celebrity endorsers that entice users to open deal-bearing accounts, which is the type of accounts at the center of the complaint. But one big celeb, Ben, has spoken about the fact that they actually turned FTX down. Yes, our mate Tay-Tay, uh, Ed, Taylor Swift, <laughs> uh, did her homework on FTX. Uh, says... Uh, uh, a lawyer so she dodged a bit of a bullet uh so looking into this she was offered i think a hundred million dollars so this total lawsuit that's going against ftx is um they're seeking five billion dollars in the lawsuit so as they were going through and you know putting this lawsuit together uh this was what the lawyer said the one person i found that did do their homework was taylor swift and in the discovery taylor swift actually asked him can you tell me that these are not unregistered securities 
Swift reportedly came closer to inking a $100 million sponsorship deal with FTX, but the partnership never materialized. So that's insane. Imagine, um, yeah, imagine getting offered $100 million, doing due diligence on it, and then, you know, pulling out of the deal because of this potential that it didn't seem like FTX really you know, responded to. So it was funny, this was tweeted about and Elon Musk replied about Taylor Swift's, you know, um, uh, basically decision to not go through with it. I'm not surprised. Taylor is a smart, sorry, Taylor is smart and her father is a well-regarded investment banker. So there you go. There's the other side of the story. You've got a celebrity that actually did do their due diligence, asked the right questions, didn't get the right responses, and turned down $100 million. And that's a lot of money. When you think about how much money um, Taylor's making, though, and how much she stands to make and how damaged her brand could be by aligning herself with something like FTX, it makes complete sense. Well done, Tay-Tay. Well done, Tay-Tay. The other thing that I wanted to talk to you about is the fact that um, the SEC chairman, Gary Gensler in the US, he has been absolutely slated on Twitter this week. What's happened, Ben? Why is he copying it? He was uh, finally brought to Congress to adhere to uh, the, the you know Congress people about questions about how he's been facilitating basically the SEC and crypto was the main topic and he was just ripped apart Ed. like and, and and I was you know watching a lot of these videos and he has a genuine distaste for crypto right and this is where a lot of the questions were coming from where he is single-handedly forcing the crypto industry out of the US through I think there's been over 50 to 60 businesses that he has served notices to to either shut down or fix you know this this area around securities and whatnot he has made no effort to provide genuine clarity on how businesses should operate in the US for crypto so he's made no new rules there is no clarity on how people should go about it so many people in crypto are asking for clarity pretty much everyone is but he's made no effort to provide clarity but yet he just goes around and just serves notices at 50 or 60 different companies China basically has come out and said they are wanting to take a lot of the business from the US and that's a massive problem for America, right? Like they never want to give up, you know, control yeah. of, of sort of what's going on in the US to China and that's what's going on and he just got ripped apart Ed, and, and, and a lot of the, he was, he was dodging bullets, he wasn't being, he wasn't telling the, you know, direct answers, it was just a train wreck for him, so... It was really great to watch and hopefully this is the start of him either being moved on or it's just better for whole the whole crypto regulation space. I mean, even before Gary Gensler went and stood in front of Congress, uh, a, a whole host of Republican lawmakers have written an open letter saying that the lack of crypto compliance is the SEC's fault. So basically entirely blaming Gensler because... He's given a non-existent path for crypto trading firms to register with the SEC. Uh, and they say that it's their problem. And, he, and his agency is um, forcing the digital assets ecosystem into a regular regulatory framework that's neither compatible nor a political 
applicable and also um they've put forth the notion that firms activities do not involve an offering of securities so just more and more confusion around this um one of the republicans in congress said that he was an incompetent cop on the beat and again accused uh, gensler of pushing american firms into the hands of the ccp which of course is the chinese communist party I mean, he has really copped it here. But I mean, I think rightly so, you know. There is so much confusion around this. And I think, you know, we always talk about the US as being... um, the base for crypto you know they've got a huge industry over there and you know you can see these cities like Miami like Austin you know who are really building up great businesses and becoming hubs for crypto and if there's this confusion around how these businesses can operate well they're going to go elsewhere you know crypto is an international money the whole point is that it's not defined or you know or held into place by borders so the people who are working in it can go anywhere in the world spot on and it's a decentralized technology it doesn't matter where you're located right so that's very easy for businesses to get up and leave and that's exactly what's happening so hopefully we see some better uh change from the sec's viewpoint on crypto fingers crossed ben one to watch okay have a safe flight tomorrow and we will catch you again next week i'll see you in the us head